it's funny to be one of those people that's trying so hard to give a mega corporation my money. Yeah, right? This is pissing me off so bad they're making this hard. I'm going to try even harder to pay you. <laughs> yes, I am going to stay up until two in the morning and give you my hard-earned money. And then I'm going to buy all the games. Bunch of games. I'll show I them. Will sh- I'll show you, you rat bastards. You don't own me. I own you. We got them good. <laughs> yes, Who's laughing we, now, Sony? That's right. <laughs> yeah. Who is laughing now? <laughs> Hello, and welcome to a very special edition of Words About Games. You can tell it's special because I didn't say the same words I normally do for every other episode. My name is Justin, and I have a PlayStation 5. And my name is Kyle. I also have a PlayStation 5. That's right. Between the two of us, this is not like some kind of metaphorical statement we're making here. Like, no. between the two of us, we have two PlayStation 5s in our possession. It's a miracle. And not only do we have two, we each have one, although I would needlessly want to have two. We have a disc version, which I have, and a digital version, which you have, because basically the premise was buy whatever you can as quickly as possible. I wanted the digital. That's true. I mean, so did I, but I was just like, give it give it to me. Yeah. It was a hard fought battle. Yes. Hard, yes. We fought very hard. Some of us didn't make it almost. It was scary. We had major retailers that were running out of stock just as soon as they go up because of those damn dirty scalpers <sighs> and the bots. The, worst. the bots. Know, I mean, that is the bots, right? You know, when back in Y2K, I remember it being a big thing. Everyone talking about the computers taking over and, you know, everyone's worried now about AI and, you know, what's the future going to hold? Skynet, whatever. But it's the bots that are going to be the downfall of us. Absolutely, because I want my PlayStation 5, I want my concert tickets, I want all my things without computer intervention. Because it was crazy. It was it was ridiculous to try to get this. I mean, as anybody who would be listening to this would know. It was just a mad scramble to get web pages Refresh. to load. Yep. Yes. But it we did crazy. it. We made it through. So let's get into it. When you got yours, when when your package finally arrived. Walk me through what you experienced. Oh, man. So so I, I can only remember buying a couple consoles on launch. Mm. And and that is, so most recently, the Switch. Right. Uh, prior to that, it was the Dreamcast. Really? Every other console I've had has been well after launch. No kidding. Yeah. I don't think I noticed that. It's it's just always been one of those things where I, I'm more of a wait and see kind of guy. Hmm. Uh, you know, the, the Switch held a very special place in my heart because of the portability. The portability easily won for the Switch. Um, but yeah, the Dreamcast, and the only reason I got that at launch is because back in the day when video game stores existed and you can like go rent these things called like DVDs and VHSs. Uh, the local video game movie rental place had a Dreamcast that was from Japan 
So I got to play Sonic in all Japanese. Couldn't understand, obviously, couldn't understand anything that was happening, but I fell in love with the console. Wow. And so I bought it. That um, was 1998, dude. 1998, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, re- I re- yeah, no, I, I remember. It was, uh, I-, I can remember playing Sonic for the very first time in Japanese. It was, it was crazy. Wow. But now you're one of the, the few? Now I'm one of the elite few. Yeah. So, first off, getting this was super exciting. I've been preparing for it for so long, getting my space set up for it, you know, making sure I had the room for it because, spoiler alert, this thing is a monster. That's the first thing everyone says about it. It's this big, chunky boy. Yeah, I mean, I watched a couple of the videos with the early impressions, and a lot of people made comments about how big it is. And so a lot of times they compared it to the Series X. Well, mm-hmm. I don't have a... I mean, how is that a fair comparison? Right. You you can tell me how big the sun is compared to Jupiter, and it doesn't really mean anything. Right, exactly. Yeah. So when I... I mean... My 16-inch MacBook Pro is not even as long as this. Like, this thing is huge. Yeah. But my excitement, I don't, you know, I was super excited for the Switch. But I don't think I've been this excited for a console, even post, you know, buying them after launch day, as I have been for this. And partly it's because it's been so long since we've had a release of another console. The other thing is, is I never, you know, my I never bought the Xbox One X. I or never the PlayStation Four Pro. Yep. Pro, right? So I've never had 4K gaming, despite having 4K TVs available to me. So that was huge. All this yeah. is it's it's such a huge monumental leap forward in console gaming that I couldn't be just more excited. And even still, like, even I can see it out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, this is awesome. I know when I got mine set up, seeing it actually sitting in my living room, it kind of felt like it wasn't real. Still, like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, do I get to keep this? Is someone going to come take this away from me? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of felt the same thing as you. I was just looking forward to it so much. that, uh, And then just knowing how hard it's been. And impossible for people to get a hold of this thing that, you yeah. know, it kind of makes it seem even more. I'm normally not one of the privileged few, so it, it felt really uh, surreal to actually have it. Yeah. And not, and not only that, I think, you know, couple that with the launch titles that I was really excited about, which, you know, for Xbox, it's traditionally Halo, which doesn't really excite me. But this had some titles that I was very very, very much looking forward to. So I think you couple all that together and it's just a match made in heaven. <laughs> it is. So yeah, we got the console set up and I, I think you like me had to you know, you could connect it, get some games downloading, and then it was back to work because we are modern adults with jobs. Oh, it's the worst. So, you know, back in the day when you got your Dreamcast, you know, you probably got to go to a store and pick it up and take it back home and just start playing stuff. And, yeah, nonstop. You know, yeah, we have a little bit of a different experience nowadays, but uh, 
you sneak in a couple hours here and there, you know, when the kids go to bed or... Yeah. What do you think of the actual experience of using the system? Yeah, so, you know, the UI is going to take some getting used to. Uh, it's different. I'm very used to knowing where the downloads are. I still don't know where that yeah. is in the UI. Maybe they don't push that forward as much. It just kind of notifies me when stuff has happened. You know how every major release of iOS, it seems like they just change things around just for the sake of changing it? Yes. <laughs> like It's so how, stupid. How much of the PlayStation OS, how much of that do you feel is different just for the sake of being different? And how much do you think is different to actually be better? So I, I think it, I, I truly do believe it is intended to be better right? Your games are much easier to get to, in my opinion. Uh, it's it's a lot faster to get to them. You know, I also think they want to make a generational change. So they're going to do some tweaking and maybe people don't care about where their downloads are. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know. I only bring it up because uh, with the Xbox, they were very intentional about making it match. They even updated the current gen or I guess now it's okay to say previous gen. Right. Uh, you know, the, the Xbox One line of systems updated their UI to match uh, with the new series, which, and it, it still looks more or less the same as what it has right. looked for yeah. the last couple of years. So, you know, there there is value in maintaining a consistent user experience for people, but uh, I agree. I wouldn't say that it's any, it takes a little bit of time to get used to, but I don't think it's any too jarring of experience. No, I don't think so. And, you know, I think it's maybe because between the PS3 and the PS4, I don't think it really changed. Mm. I'm trying to remember my PS3, which I had for way too long. Yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty sure it was just about the same. So that was the crossbar it, system that they used. Yeah. Yeah. That was uh, pretty close, if not exactly the same. I think there was yeah. def definitely a lot of similarities. Yeah, so for them, it's probably like, hey, it's time. It's, for time. it's been yeah. 10 years plus. Let's let's switch it up a little bit. And, you know, it's uh, f for the most part, minus some situations where, you know, I had a experience where I bought the PS4 versions of games. And I... You know, in my preparation, I installed them on the PS5 thinking, awesome, like I'm good to go. Pop the disc in, let it do its thing for way too long, pop the disc out, move on, and then I'm ready to go. Not knowing that the PS5 can play PS4 versions of games, and they don't really bring that information forward either. It's, That's frustrating. It's, yeah, it's there, but it's it's not obvious. Right. Like you have to click on the little ellipses and bring it forward to download that. And it's just like, yeah, why, why isn't that just automatically happening for me? That's a great question. I mean, I feel like if you pop a PS4 disc in, it should just know that you probably give you a prompt, maybe tell you, hey, do you want to just install the PS5 version or right. the old version? Now, I, I will say when setting up the console, one of the great things in the disc version is during the setup process very early in the setup process it tells you to pop in a disc if you have one mm. so it can install the game while you finish setting up the console that is oh, okay. great that is fantastic because by the time you're done setting up 
I had Spider-Man installed, I was ready to go. Cool. That is fantastic. Like that's, that. Yeah, that's smart. That's very, very smart. Um, but, you know, it's only been, it hasn't even been a week. So, you know, we'll figure out the UI. Yeah. Over time. So the second thing that I think everyone notices, maybe even noticed before you, you get your system turned on, is the new DualSense controller. Oh, this um, controller. You know, there was a, a ton of marketing around this thing from the start. They even showed it before they actually showed the system. And that was, in a way, everyone's first look at the new design. And there was a ton of time spent, you know, talking about the haptics in it and yeah. the uh, the triggers. I was excited by it. It definitely seemed, as much as I love the Xbox One controller, I think it, it fits my hands perfectly. And it's it's one of the more yeah. comfortable controllers I've ever used. And I just never really felt that way about the DualShock. But it seemed like this was an impressive set of features to have in a controller. Sure, yeah. I expected the DualSense to be just sort of a, an evolution of the, the Joy-Con. Just a little bit of, uh, I can feel it vibrating more on the left side. I can feel it vibrating mm -hmm. more on the right side. Bit of a boost, um, yeah. Right. And I would say that it's a lot more than that, but at the same time, it might not be. Interesting. I love the controller. I love it. But to your point, I mean, this the, the interaction that you get with a controller solely relies on developers, right? Absolutely. And, it's, and how, how much interaction, how much engagement are you going to have with a controller, right? If we, if we harken back to the good old days of Dreamcast when you had that memory card and it had a screen and, you know, what was that screen good for? And for some games, it was they put like snake on it. And for other ones, it was completely valuable. It was your map. It was your HUD. It was something. If developers truly embrace this and embrace what this controller can do, I think it's going to be a game changer. Right. And there's every reason to believe that first party Sony studios will do exactly that. You know, for they, sure. They have the resources available to them and the encouragement from, from Sony themselves. I think the key is going to be third-party studios. Yeah. And, you know, like something like Connect that maybe had a lot of potential, but just didn't get any attention from third-party studios because it wasn't yeah. worth the, the time investment. Yeah. One thing I do want to ask you is, you know, Xbox is kind of the gold standard in terms of controllers. How do you think this controller compares with hand feel, things like that for you? I don't like it as much. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like I said, the, the the Xbox One controller. You can just tell that that went through a design phase. It's it's not this f super fancy looking controller. It looks perfectly mm -hmm. serviceable. It looks very similar to the 360 controller that came before it, but it's just this refinement that you can just feel when you hold it, and just the placement of, of the buttons and the triggers and everything is just. I, I just think they nailed it. Yeah. Not just for me, but, you know, uh, my five-year-old daughter, she can handle it no problem. Mm -hmm. And that's not something that I see with the dual sense yet. I've read stories online of people with smaller hands getting fatigue from playing long periods of time because just yeah. the way you hold it is a little bit different. It's just kind of awkward. And I, I wouldn't say I got fatigue from it, but, you know, these... The muscles of my hands are the most developed ones in my entire body. So, uh, Amen, brother. 
Yeah. See, f- so for me, it's it's a little, uh, for lack of better terminology, it's a little it's a little reachy. I have I find myself mm. pulling a little bit to try to get to specific areas on the controller, uh, specifically around like the pad area. Um, mm. You know, in Spider Man, it's used pretty heavily. So you know that idea of kind of swiping to pull up stuff is sometimes a little bit of a struggle but uh right you know it's i think it's and it's also muscle memory right like i'm not used to doing that so i think over time um you know i might get used to i I tend to agree i think xbox is the superior controller but for me it's not by much anymore Um, no it's it's marginal right yeah it's very very marginal yeah and this is still the dual sense is an improvement over the dual shock for you know, I like that the options and create button, I think it's called now, they actually feel like buttons that stick out. Yes. You know, and I had a hell of a time trying to press the options button for because it kind of lays flush with the, yep. you know, the frame of the, the DualShock. So um, it's it's good. It's a good controller. I think it's not perfect, uh, but it's what it does is more important. I, I do worry about with... You know, not so much the console being white. I do worry about the controller being white and yeah. the, you know, cheese curl hands and just oily hands and gross men sweating playing video not games. Not just men, because I'm pretty good. The thing for me is the kids. And right. I let my daughter play a little bit uh, this past weekend. And... <laughs> This is the first time I've noticed her hands get really sweaty uh, like, yeah. when she's holding a controller. And, like, she handed the controller off to me, and I just felt like, oh, my God, like, this thing feels disgusting. Like, this is gross. did you wash your hands? Get, 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 get away from my new stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Go get a complete bath. I don't want to yep. see you again. Scrub down. Completely When you are off. clean, you may play. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure because, you know, I don't have a ton of people over, and for some reason I bought another controller. Um I'm pretty sure I'm going to reserve one controller for the kids. Right. And just kind of stash that away. And then when I have guests over, they can get the the gross, greasy controller. And I'll yep. get the good one. That's right. I want to talk about headphones. Because, as you know, I collect headphones, apparently. Yeah. Uh, I, love, I love myself some headphones. I got the AirPods. I got the AirPods Pro. I had the Beats Pro. I have... Some other kind of headphones. I just ordered another pair of headphones that are coming next week. It's unhealthy. You have an addiction. And it's unfortunately, gross. Sony allowed you to feed that addiction. They went right for it. So the Pulse 3D wireless headset, both picked yeah. up. It's about, right now the, uh, what's it called? The Tempest engine, the 3D audio yeah. yes. engine that the PS5 supports. Um it's not ready to be used on speaker setups, uh, although it will support that in the future, they're saying. Uh, right now, it has to be used through headphones. And yeah. out of the box, the Pulse 3D headphones are supposed to uh, give you an optimal experience with that. I was shocked, first of all, that it required a USB dongle. <sighs> like, come on. Yeah, so... Why? Well, okay, so I believe... I could be wrong, but this is my deep, deep knowledge of 
headphones, which isn't really there. But so they don't want it to be Bluetooth because right. with Bluetooth, there's too much latency. So it's a proprietary dongle, much like you would see with like Logitech mouses for your gaming PC. Right. They use a dongle because they don't want to use Bluetooth because they want to drop the latency as much as possible. That makes sense. So my assumption is this is the same. But why is it not built in to the PlayStation 5 so that I can use that dongle on my computer? Crazy to me. Yeah. But, um, you know. I, it could I'm, be a cost thing. You know, maybe that. Certainly could. $2 chip or whatever would put them over. Yes. You're, they're cutting into the margins. So, yeah. you know, it's it's fine. Like, I'm not a big fan of the the dongle hanging out of the gigantic PlayStation 5. At least there's ports on the back. You can tuck it in there and it works. Right. Yes. Yeah. So I uh, I tried using them the very first night and I don't know. I guess it sounded good. It didn't seem too different for me than when I just normally play with headphones plugged into a controller. Okay. You know otherwise but uh maybe i don't have a good ear for that kind of thing either too maybe i'm just not as spatially aware of what direction sounds are coming from i definitely noticed a pretty big difference uh in in one particular game in other games not so much um but you know that could be again it's a new thing so let's see how everybody takes advantage of it i will say from a headphone standpoint I find them to be extremely comfortable. Um, not I found a, big... a little squeezy, like it kind of was. Oh, really? Yeah. See, see, I, I like the squeezy. Uh, I, I, I like it being tight around the ear, so it can try to block out as much noise as possible. Right. You don't want them loose, I guess. But yeah, what what I'm not a, again, I'm not a big fan of the 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 whites. I, I worry about again the longevity of my hands touching it. Despite them being beautiful and almost looking like they're manicured and not manly with dirt under the fingers, because I don't do any of that stuff, but you know, like I worry about that a little bit because traditionally headphones are black except for AirPods. Um, but I did find them very comfortable. I actually found myself using them uh, mm. through my computer from time to time, um, just. Because they're right here, hanging right next to me, I found it very convenient. I, you know, much like the controller, I'm excited to see what potential lies ahead for these headphones. Because Sony right. makes very good headphones, very very good headphones. I would expect nothing different here, and with the spatial audio, I expect it to be down the road. Expect it to be very right. good. I would say if you already have a good set of headphones, there's no need to pick these up. No. At, I, at this point. Until it's proven otherwise that maybe it uses some kind of tech that other headphones can't utilize. But for now, I think you're fine with whatever you have on hand. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. So lastly, as far as accessories go, I believe we both picked up the uh, DualSense charging station. Yes. And uh, that's an essential Yes. Because well, the one thing I will not tolerate is cables hanging out the front of my console or the back that require me to, you know, go take the controller and plug it in and just leave sitting there. 
Agreed. That was a huge point of contention with the PS4, where, and surprisingly not with my Xbox. I think with the Xbox controller, you can plug in like any USB port and plug it in anywhere, and it just will charge it. Goes, yeah. The PS4 controller never seemed, the, the DualShock 4 never seemed to want to charge if I didn't use the cable that came with it. Yes. And it didn't even want to charge it unless I had it plugged into the PlayStation. Right. That meant always just leaving this controller sitting on top of the console with this, you mm-hmm. know, short little one foot cable plugging it in. And my wife, as she was walking around, you know, and kind of tidying things up, she would see this th- sitting out and she'd be like, "Ugh, I don't want this in here. So she would unplug it, tuck it away inside the cabinet. And then, you know, I go to play and it wasn't even charged because <laughs> right. she, she unplugged it for me. Damn so, man. so this was, you know, this was a huge deal to have uh, a, a charging dock. Uh, which I guess they made for the the old PlayStation, uh, but you know, the, now it became an essential thing with this being our primary platform. Yeah, so so I will say uh, on that point. So I I didn't initially set up my the charging station. I actually got mine after the fact. So mm. I had it pre ordered, but I didn't pick it up right away. Um, meanwhile. I did actually have my controller and my headphones prior to even having the console. But the same issue lies with the PS5 as well. You cannot charge. I love USB-C. USB-C everywhere. Yep. I have cords all over the place. It is the same with the PS5. You cannot charge this controller without it being the PS5 controller cord inside. Yes. So whatever magic they have in that charging station is the same because I actually have right to the left of me, I have a USB-C cord that I constantly tried to charge my controller and it would not work. Interesting. And that drives me crazy because there are times where I just want to set my controller off to the side. I'm going to charge it because I actually find that the controller battery doesn't last that long. Right. I think it depends on what you're playing and how much it's using the, the haptics and the right. the vibrations. And... So so that's a little bit disappointing um, because yeah. there are there are times where it's just easier for me just because of my particular setup that it's just a lot nicer just to be able to plug it into another USB-C. That seems like it's not an issue. So the charging station is, I, I would agree, it's like, what, 20, 30 bucks, something like that. Yeah. I mean, it is a, it is a must-have. Right. If you if you don't get the headset, if you don't get another controller, even so, get the charging station, just so you can even have the charging station somewhere else, like just away from the gigantic monster of the PS5. Right. Put it somewhere else in the room. You can put it next to your couch. Set it up near your couch so that you don't have to get up. Even you can just pick up a controller and exactly. Get yeah. Yep. One hundred percent agree. Mine, of course, has to be tucked away in the cabinet because you can't see these controllers well, no, sitting out. I mean, it's... you have a gigantic monster anyway sitting on top, so just right. hide it away. <laughs> Nobody see it. That's how my Xbox controllers are. My Xbox controllers are stuffed so far back in my entertainment center that I have to like get on the floor and dig back through all the other charging cords that we put back there and grab. Yeah. The, it's, I will not allow that with the PS5. No. There should be no obstacles to play. No obstacles. Zero. So with that said, let's talk about what we played. Oh, man. Okay, so you played a few more games than I did. But let's 
Let's, Let's start, start with the with big one. The big one. The, the one that the sleeper hit almost really. Astro's Playroom. Yes. Is included with the system. It's already pre-installed for you. Yeah. And it is a must play when you get this system. Don't think that it's a kitty game that like no, no. I want to play something cool. like I'm going to go right into but now. Like just you need to play this game for a number of reasons. Well, so first, I thought Astro's Playroom was like an hour. Like I thought, okay, you can spend an hour. You think it's a demo, right? Like something like, yeah. uh, you know, when you got the quest, you had that little, those little experiences that's to show you how to use the controller, do this, right. do that. You know, it's, flash it's the a whole thing. You're done. It is surprisingly big. It's surprisingly full. Even if you can get through it in a matter of a couple hours, you can go back and, and get all the collectibles and, you know, yeah. find all those little things hidden away. And it's just a delight. It is. It is a, it's a beautiful, not only is it a beautiful introduction to the controller, which is the intended purpose, it is a beautiful introduction to the console. It's just a pretty And a beautiful game. callback to the entire PlayStation line of systems. I mean, right. It, there, there's, re you can't go two feet in the game without finding a different reference to, you know, there, there's, some kind of uh, wall that just has these little circles on it that look exactly like the power buttons on the original PlayStation. Yeah. You know, there has, there's a, some kind of grate over here that just looks exactly like the vents in the PS2. Like, it's just... And then there's all these artifacts to collect of all the different parts that you might have had from your previous systems. Right. Having played everything from the original PlayStation through and some of the handhelds, you know, there's just so many references in there that it's just... It's a brand new game, but it feels just like nostalgia playing it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this to your point, I agree. This is a game that when you get your PS5 in the next three to six months, this is the game that you play first. Uh, not you can get something else installing and then yes, let, let it go. It, let it do its thing. And, and don't play it, you know, look, this is the prime example of how great this controller can be. The The feedback and using the, the, the touchpad and, and all that stuff, that is all fantastic. That is all great. But it is just, it's a joy. It reminds me of a, an amazingly well done little big planet. It's got the charm and yeah, the, it's the, just that captivating feel. Yes. That, it's just yep. in, enjoyable. Like, and surprises left and right. Like every time you, you, you round a corner, there's something different waiting for you that you didn't expect. And yeah. I mean, this is the game that my kids are going to play, and they will think it's the greatest game of all time, and I'm perfectly content with that because they're going to love the interaction with the controller. They're going to love finding the little things and asking me what it's about, and I'm going to be like, oh, yeah. you know." My I kid already that. played it and is already a big enough fan of it. I'm gonna, I should be sharing this to some kind of screen thing, but I'm going to try to hold it up for you. A drawing. That is amazing. Yep. She drew a couple of uh, Astrobots or whatever they're called, uh, hanging out by the pool. That is awesome. Yep, she was uh, very smitten by this game. It's and it's not—I wouldn't call it easy. I mean, you know, like there's there's some challenging parts, but it was great sitting down with her, and you know, she would just get to tinker around with spots, uh, maybe just slide around in a mud puddle. You know, just kind of goof off and just keep smacking the little bots and just see their reactions. And then, you know, if she got to a tough part, she'd hand the controller off and I'd help her get through it. And then she'd move on to the next thing. And she was constantly watching it all excited. If she saw, found a puzzle piece sitting there, she'd be like, oh, wait, let me get that. Let me get that. You know, and so she'd That's have to hand the controller back to her. So, 
yeah, this is a fantastic experience. It's not, it's not just one that you're going to play and, okay, I know how to use the controller now. I'm going to move on. You might want to come back to this one, and you definitely should because this game got had so much love poured into it that it's it's essential to play. Well worth it. Agreed. So the other uh, flagship game, and I think probably the one that you spent the most time with, Absolutely. Is Spider-Man Miles Morales. I don't know if I can emphasize enough how much I love this game. I want you to try. Okay. Because I guess that's what we do here. (laughs) So the Spider-Man game that came out for PS4, uh, I loved it. Uh, You know, I pretty much bought the PS4 for that game i mean right. let's disregard the fact that it was on sale on like black friday or whenever we got it i wanted that game i wanted a really good spider-man game and it is for all intents and purposes the best superhero game you're probably going to get you know arkham right when it games are close. when it came out yeah it was considered you know not just the the best spider-man game it is the quintessential superhero game you know it has all of the the staples that you expect of of an, an adventure an action adventure game like that absolutely uh, it makes you feel like a superhero swinging through the city and you know it seemed like it was just the the perfect spider-man game so it was sort of a tall order to try to come up with a sequel to that yeah and gosh Darn it, hoopty diggity, did they ever do it? Like, I don't care that this game is only, you know, an estimated 10 to 12 hours. Um, that's enough it's, for us adults. That's, that's plenty. Yes, it's plenty. And, and the thing is, is, you know, I, I don't know if you played the Spider Man on PS4 straight through, you don't do any of the side missions. I don't know how long that game is. I could. But it doesn't you. matter because I spend so much time doing so many of the side quests, doing so many of the small things that even though they are the same, they are repetitive. There was so much joy in them. And this game is that tenfold because, you know, I played it with 4K ray tracing. Mm -hmm. It is gorgeous. It is, if Astro's Playroom is the quintessential controller fun game, Spider-Man is obviously, and the reason why it has been promoted as the game to play on the console, it is the quintessential version of 4K ray tracing, and it's the first game for this console. Like, I just, I, 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 I will, there is no doubt in my mind that I will beat this game, and I will go back, and I will continue playing it. So Sony's had a lot of those kind of games lately. Uh, that was my feeling with Ghost of Tsushima was that as mm-hmm. soon as I finished it, I was like, geez, I can't wait to start this over again because <laughs> I'm yeah. going <laughs> to. Yeah. And Ghost of Tsushima, by the way, the only game I've ever platinumed. And this is Insomniac Games. They're known for creating hits. I don't get into superhero movies very much. Mm-hmm. I don't. Uh, I, never, I don't watch most of the Marvel Cinematic Universe stuff. I was never a comic book kid growing up. But what I did do was watch the Spider-Man cartoon. Oh, and I always loved yes. Spider-Man. Yes, and that that cartoon was awesome. So Spider-Man's always held a kind of special place in my heart. 
when they introduced the character of Miles Morales, uh, I remember the announcement, even though not being a comic book guy, I remember them announcing that and just thinking, huh, that's weird. Like I can't, I don't understand in my, in my tiny brain, how somebody other than Peter Parker can be Spider-Man. I, I, sure. Yeah. It, that was just, that was just ingrained in me. But then I kind of just did, stopped caring because like, whatever, I don't read comic books anyway. So that this doesn't affect me. And if anything, I approved of them just trying to do something different and, you mm-hmm. know, making him biracial and everything else. Like that's, that's great. Let's, you know, comic books and everything are, are definitely one of the things that need to be more inclusive. And then I saw Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, yes. And, oh my God, is that a fantastic movie. Yes. And I just loved Miles. I was like, he just became this like great. And then I became worried again with this game. Like, well, it's obviously not that movie. Like, it's not going to be the same character. So, you know, I'm, it's kind of like watching a movie uh, where you read the book already. And you're mm-hmm. like, oh, what kind of stuff are they going to ruin here? Right. You know, that's kind of what I came into this with. And I will say I like the movie Miles more than what I like the the game version of him. That's that's a fair assessment, yeah. But I can totally forget about it because they added those awesome suit mods to oh, let you man. You can drop the frame rate for his animations down to like twelve and it looks just like the movie. And then it's they even so have one great. where you can add it to make the little pow and Yes. Like the when you punch a guys and everything. So you know, th- this is a game that's just got so much again, so much attention to detail, so much service for the fans of the the subject material that you know if you have even a passing interest in superheroes or especially spider-man it's it's a no-brainer like this is an essential absolutely i mean and, and this is a beautiful example of performance versus fidelity which is the big thing that they hearkened on is if you want to see it in 4k if you want to see the ray tracing great you're at 30 frames per second if you want to see it at 60 which is a much different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, go for it. Like I, I only played performance mode for m- maybe five minutes, uh, just okay. because I I find it beautiful. I f- I find the fidelity just amazing. You know, maybe I'll try it in a different type of game, a shooter or something like that, if that's an option. But I I, I just oh, man. I, I don't want to do like a full review of the game because this isn't the place for that. But the story of this game is fantastic. The continuation from the Spider-Man that I honestly, I didn't finish. I thought I was much further along than what I am, but I'm only halfway through the game because I'm constantly distracted by things, which is probably gonna be the same with this. I'm already just about the same percentage wise as I am in the first Spider-Man. But I'm okay with it. Like, I find myself actively not doing the story because I want to prolong my time in the game. And that's a mark of a good game, right? When right. you don't want it to end, so you're just dragging your feet. Like, I'm just going to I'm literally going to do every side quest. Yes. Li- yep. Literally every single thing that I can find. Uh, again, as repetitive as it can be. But I just, man, I can't. I love it. I absolutely love it. It is... It has already set a very high bar for me as to what future games should be like on this system. Um, and they don't even really utilize the controller, right? There's some small things with the, the haptic feedback and 
you know, the sounds through the controller, but it's not really used that heavily. And there's, you know, the small, the, the flips of your, your web shooters, like, I didn't even notice it at first. Yeah. Um, but small things like that, you know, the, the spatial audio actually is the game that I, I, I found this the most successful at mm. because I could hear people from behind me yelling for Spider-Man because there's times where I would just walk down the street so I could get those random interactions where I would high five people. Right. And it's great. Like I, I just absolutely adore this game. And the crazy thing is, is I bought the ultimate edition or whatever. Yep. To play the remastered version of Spider-Man. I think that was a mistake. Hmm. Because, I, I mean, maybe I'll go back and play it. But I'm having so much fun with this particular version of the game. With this character. This different attitude. You know, it's all based around Miles Morales. Like, I, I, I love him and the different attitude with the Spider-Man, so... He's got that sort of cocky confidence. Yeah. I I don't know. I think it's perfect. It feels like a perfect imagining of the Miles Morales Spider-Man character. Yeah, because, you know, the original Spider-Man was, you know, Peter Parker was very relatable because he was, you know, for me personally, he was the nerdy guy that all of a sudden became a superhero. And I was the nerdy kid in school that, you know, I had my own thing, did my own stuff, and... I I wasn't Spider Man, but but Miles is already established as a a cool kid. Like he is now right. relatable to this generation, right? As a DJ and into EDM and all that stuff. It's just such a wise decision on Insomniac's part to do a essentially a DLC, but a damn good dlc like just right. unbelievably amazing dlc yep definitely worth picking up so where i spent the bulk of my time was in one that i knew and we talked about this a month ago i think um assassin's creed valhalla is it's cross-generational i wouldn't call it it is not a quintessential PS5 experience in the way that Miles and uh, Astro's Playroom are, but it plays damn good. Now, you had a little bit of a different experience with it because... Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, this was the example where it installed the PS4 version. Well, so first, I made I made one mistake, which is when I started it on PS4, I didn't sign into... Ubisoft Connect. Hmm. So, unless I wanted to reconnect my PS4, put the game back in, make sure I connect, I lost my spot in the game. And that was fine. I wasn't that far into the game anyway. So, I started all over. And I, I started it up and I'm thinking, this is fine. But it's not it's not a generational leap forward, which is, you know, what you would kind of expect, knowing that they had to accommodate for two different consoles. Right. Uh, then I realized I was playing the PS4 version, because that's what happens, as we mentioned yeah. a little bit earlier, where it doesn't really just do it automatically, 
which is a a problem for me. Now, I didn't buy the game until I had the PS5 set up. So I did that, got it installing, had to go back to work. And by the time I actually got to play it, I had already connected to my PS4. And because, you know, buying a PS5 version of it digitally gets you the PS4 version as well. Right. So I installed it on my PS4 just thinking, well, next time I'm, if I'm downstairs and I'm away from the, the main system, you know, I can, I can play it if I feel like playing the worst version of it, I guess. Sure. I think what happened then was that downloading the PS4 version automatically pushed it to my PS5 as well. And I don't know that when I started the game out that I was necessarily playing the PS4 version, but I do know that it was there. Interesting. And I remember thinking, like, as I'm playing, I'm like, this is fine. It's not loading particularly fast. It's, you know, it it, it looks okay, but it's still kind of not what I expected. Mm-hmm. After I noticed that it had both versions installed, PS5 and PS4, I deleted the PS4 version. I when I launched the game, it looked loads better. Yes. So I'm Way thinking better. I might have been played through the first couple hours using the the old generation version. So it's something to be aware of. If you own both systems, or even if you don't, if you bought PS4 discs, or if you buy them from the store, and just pay attention to in your library, it'll tell you there's a little teeny tiny. Uh, badge over top of some of the games that and tell you PS4, say, or PS5. Yeah. And, so. and, and, and to that point, you know, just because the hard drive space isn't that great on the PS5. I already filled mine up. Yeah. So, you know, having to, you know, and especially for me, the, the one nice thing I will say is having the disc version of Assassin's Creed, uh, of Watch Dogs, of a couple of these games that are getting the upgrades. It's nice that the upgrade is a digital version. I don't need to put the disc in anymore, mm-hmm. which you know is kind of annoying because I, if I want to just randomly switch games, I have to pop a new disc in. So now, for now, I can leave Spider Man in and then just digitally switch to the other games. So yeah, it it is something to pay attention to because yeah, it's not very obvious. But Valhalla. It is, it's Assassin's Creed. You know, if you've played yeah. Origins or Odyssey, it it's almost surprising to me how well the Assassin's Creed formula adopts to the whole Viking uh, mythos and yeah. the play style and everything, all the activities that you would do. It almost seems like, you know, and maybe that was a very intentional on their part to to finally choose the the Norse uh, setting um, because it just feels like every other system that was new in a previous game has just been kind of adapted to fit this. Mm-hmm. And if you remember, I was very much afraid that Valhalla would feel just like Odyssey. Yeah. And in a way it really does. Like it, there's a lot of Odyssey's DNA in this still, but they changed just enough that I, love it this is shocking to me right like i'm literally i don't even know if i can continue okay i can continue i love it so much and first of all it's an ubisoft game there's so much jank in this still yes that you know it's 
a couple little bugs. There's just that the combat's not as floaty as I, I really hated Odyssey's floaty combat. Just you hit attack and you're just it seems like you're just separate from the world. Yes, that's kind of fixed. It's also kind of not. Um, you have to smash a lot of boxes and vases, oh, yeah. and when you do, it seems like your attack is trying to target something that's like two feet past whatever you're trying to attack, right. and you yep. you'll kind of slide right past that box, and so that that can be frustrating. The combat once you adapt and figure it out, I I really sucked at it at first. I got my ass handed to me. It was also because I was wandering around in Norway, and I got to an area, that, you know. Your your power level, it's kind of like what level your character is, but it's yeah, it's what level you gear you have equipped and what skills you have. Um, I think I was at level two, and you know the the area that I went into was you know they recommend like a hundred and ninety or something. I think. Oh geez, yeah. So you know I was getting my ass kicked here and coming. I'm like, what? Oh, am I just really bad at this game or what? And then it turns out it's because I wasn't supposed to be there. Um, so once I figured out the combat, once I uh got comfortable understanding what the map markers mean and all that. It was a difficult curve to get past. But once I did, I really, really like just sailing around. We're both fans of History Channel's Vikings show. Yes. And this game obviously draws more inspiration from that show than it does maybe Real. actual history. Yeah. Like there, there's a lot of good stuff there. So I'm, I'm a huge fan of like Viking stuff and, and even the stuff that's not real. Like I like the idea in the Vikings TV show that, you know, these guys were discovering a new land, even though they, they've been trading with England yeah. for years and years and years at this point. But one of the things that the TV show got very wrong I believe, uh, sinfully, was still portraying the Norse people as these just brutal, right? They're murderous, just ruthless. Yeah, right. They were just going out adventuring and seeking wealth and stuff. When there's historical evidence that suggests that really, you know, they were very much it was necessity. They're just the Frankish people, uh, Charlemagne in particular, and they they were really just putting their foot down on all these non-Christian germanic people and you know kind of gave them no other choice but to like hey would in order to survive like we need to, to do something not only that but man everyone was brutal at that time like right yeah the the norse people or the vikings if you will were far from the only people that were taking slaves and selling them around the world like everyone was doing that so it you know this idea i, I was seeing about people saying they weren't comfortable was playing well i don't know i'm gonna feel as playing as the bad guys raiding england like oh that's kind of like Nah, man, like, that's, everyone was kind of bad. <laughs> right. Like, these guys and... were no worse than anyone else. Right. But, I don't know, it's a great game. I think it's, it's it looks great. I would call it, it's not fully next gen, it's like current and a half gen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but it, it, it loads really fast. Uh, which which is, is huge for Assassin's Creed games. Cause yeah, because they crap. take forever. Like, yes. playing on Stadia or whatever we did before, like, there's that minute and a half when you first load the game up where you have to sit there while it's looking for add-ons or something. Yes. And I'm like, I don't know why you think I have add-ons now. I didn't buy anything since the last time I played the game. Yeah, yeah. But using the PlayStation's uh, card feature, 
where you can one of the cards is just resume your yes. your quest, which is basically just load your last save. I love that that's a feature because yeah. when you press that, and I sometimes I forget to do it. I'll select it from the crossbar instead of going down to the card, and then I get all irritated because I have to wait an extra twelve seconds or something. But like your time you is valuable, that, man. It is, and that's what I love most about this whole system. Part of the reasons I I stopped playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey was just that getting into it every time was such a chore, and it just took forever. Mm-hmm. What, wherever I wanted to play, I'm like, oh, I gotta set this whole loading thing and loading into the game and then loading into my save game, and this just bypasses all that. And you can get right into it. Um, I had a couple times where UI elements would bug out on me, you know, and like there was some kind of requirement for you need these resources to build this in your settlement mm-hmm. you know it would just stay up on the screen and normally that would be like just a huge annoyance or i'm like ugh, i'm just done playing for now but here i just loaded up my save game it took five six seconds and then it was fixed so i'm willing to forgive all this this the jank that comes along with these ubi games and uh i'm having a blast with it you that seemed to offend you when i said that no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm legitimately surprised because I'm just uh, because I loved Odyssey. I, I really did. Even the the repetitiveness and the the uh, terrible combat, I just I loved it, and my expectations were very tempered for this game, mm-hmm. very, very, very much so. And you know, I I wanted to experience it on the PS5. I I wanted to. But also at the same time, I wanted to know the difference. I wanted to know the graphical differences between the PS4 and the PS5. And, um, you know, as as early as I am into the game, which arguably, once I finish Spider-Man, this will be my primary game that I, I dive into until Cyberpunk in three weeks. A month, yeah. Um, you know, I can already tell some of the differences. Some of the wins mm-hmm. over Odyssey, but I- I'm kind of surprised because it's not. Again, I'm not far enough into it to fully make a, a real determination on it. But you know, to your point, some of the things with the combat is it's incrementally better. It's not a generation. Leap Absolutely, forward. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it's you know incrementally better. It's better. Right? Incrementally Anything, better is still better, yeah. Yeah, so I'll take it. It's a victory in my book. Um, so, so I'm interested. I'm interested in actually playing the PS5 version. The the Right. Now, I know you only just got it booted up before we started recording here, but uh, yeah. what, what did you notice if you had to compare the PS4 version that you were playing? Now, granted, you were still playing it. Uh, you played it on your PS4 first. Yes. And then you played it on the PS5 with which receives like a boost you know it's kind of like playing the it right. on the ps4 pro or whatever with yeah but what's interesting is is so i when i played on ps4 it was fine you know it's odyssey at that point in terms of uh, right. uh, uh, in terms of visuals when i played it on the ps4 version on the ps5 i had way more bugs mm. frustratingly so like the very first thing that, uh, sorry, the second thing that you do when you need to rescue your crew, and you need to fight that guy, um, I couldn't dodge. I literally could not dodge. 
It just wouldn't happen. And then at one point, his axe was just floating in the middle of the building. Just randomly there. Yeah. And so I, and I don't know, but I did not experience that on my original install. So what I don't know is, is that the transference of the PS4 version on the PS5? Is that one of the two patches? PS4 games running on PS5 are there. It's emulated. You know, yeah, because the the hardware is different, so it might be due to that that there's, you know, it could be these little weird race conditions that happen in software that something gets bugged out, the physics doesn't cooperate, that sort of thing. So right, yeah, and so you know, I'm willing to, you know, I'm willing to forgive that and 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 move on, despite the fact that my guy kept saying over and over and over again how he needs to rescue his crew and get to the boat. Like, literally the next entire scene where you're, you know, getting to your boat, it just, he just kept saying it over and over and over again. You know, I get to a point where I, if I like a game enough, I can forgive it little things. And even irritating bugs can feel endearing to me. And I had... I don't even know if it was a bug, but I recorded a clip of uh, I went to fight. I, I was creeping up on top of some big Roman ruin or something, and there were two guys camped out there. I didn't know who they were, but they showed up as enemies on my little Odin site, so mm-hmm. started plucking arrows at them. And even when I realized then that the arrows weren't doing a ton of damage, and one of the guys, then he stood up, and he was this big, massive brute of a guy. So he picks up a barrel and chucks it at me, you know, and it knocked me down. I was like, oh, God, this is going to be a tough fight. So I'm still tr- trying to pluck arrows at him from a distance, and he starts charging me. And he just, he was not anywhere close. He just ran straight past me <laughs> and, and ran <laughs> off the edge of the ruin and, like, fell to his death. And that's that's it. Like, that that's what I love about these kind of open-world games that just, it, I'm sure that wasn't supposed to happen. Right. But, You're going to find you know, You know, I found them in Spider-Man as well. I found those weird bugs that happen from time to time and it's fine um but yeah i I mean i'm excited for this game i'm excited for it on ps5 because it was it was better visually it was just right it was a lot smoother again it is not it's not spider-man nor would do i think they positioned it that way or was it intended to be um you know the the hair is still janky doesn't move like real hair it just oh. kind of sticks yeah i i haven't been particularly amber with any of the this is a game that to me is more than the sum of all of its parts for sure like, i i love it in despite of a lot of its failures and uh i'll be really excited to hear once you get a little bit more time with the actual ps5 version to revisit this and see if your thoughts have changed on it at all absolutely so the only other thing that I spent any sort of measurable amount of time with was the newly released and free for PS Plus members Bug Snacks. Yes. Tell me about this. When they announced this video, it became a meme very quickly because it looked you know, like a child's game. It didn't make any sense. It's from the developers of Octodad, which I haven't played, but I'm aware is just a silly mm-hmm. sort of nonsensical kind of game. I think they did release a video not too long ago that kind of explained more what the actual gameplay was. 
I didn't watch it because I kind of wanted to go in almost blind. Mm -hmm. And it turns out it's sort of a... Did you ever play Slime Rancher? No. Slime It's on Game Pass, I think, or at least it was. Might might still be. We have to plug Game Pass every episode still. And Stadia. (laughs) Bug Snacks. It reminds me of Slime Rancher in that you have sort of a basic setup at the start and you kind of, it's this town that's, uh, I guess, abandoned and you have to find all these grumples or grumpkins or something they're called, the little furry creatures that look like Muppets. Uh, Gather them back up. uh, They're leader is missing and you're just trying to solve the mystery that you're a journalist i guess ostensibly and you're just trying to solve this mystery it's just a who he set up just to get you to go around and catching bug snacks but you you catch the various pokemon like food creatures and they all have like different movement patterns and different things that attract them and in some ways it's kind of like a puzzle you have to you might have to get one and draw him over to something there to to bump another one out of its hiding space or something. And uh, it's a lot more complicated than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be something that I could sit down with my daughter and, and mm-hmm. just let her play. And, you know, she can manage the first person controls. Okay. Moving, looking around and moving, uh, but just grasping the complexities of what to do is a little bit beyond her. So it's, it's definitely one for us to play together where I have to kind of coach Assist. her and tell her to do this. Yeah. But even then, you know, she's not always interested. Like she just kind of wants to go off and do her own thing. And I'm like, right. that's fine. Go ahead. Just, but kind of like the Lego Star Wars games. Like as long as I just don't expect to make any progress, Yeah. you know, like, yep, we're just going to stand here and goof around for 20 minutes. Then that's fine. Yeah. But it's a charming game. It's free. Assuming you have PS plus, which why wouldn't you? Right. I don't. <laughs> I will, but I we talked I, about this. I, I know. There's just, you know, I'll, I'll get there. It'll it'll probably happen. You're missing out tomorrow. on so many free games that they include with it. I know, they're fantastic. I know. Now you that this is my primary console, I mean, it's yeah, it's kind of a this is your public shaming right now. Thank you. If you don't have it rectified by the next time we record, then don't you worry. I will. But it seems like an interesting game. Uh, I'll definitely spend some time with it. I'll definitely spend some time with it when my daughter is not around, so that I can actually kind of see what the game Progress. has to offer. Because yeah. yeah, I think there's I think there's a lot there, and I think it, it it's definitely going to be an interesting experience for sure. Yeah. So that's the bulk of it. But what else did you try? Did you load up any other games? Yeah. So I tried Watch Dogs Legion for a hot mm-hmm. minute. Uh, yeah, we promised we would. Yeah, you know, much like Valhalla, it was like, oh, okay. Yep. It's, it's an a, upgrade. Yeah. It's, it's marginal. It's it's faster. There's ray tracing in Watch Dogs. Uh, yeah, I mean, you, that, you know, again, it's, it's, it's a good upgrade. You know, if that's yeah. the game for you, this is absolutely the way to play it. Um, if you own Watch Dogs and you own a PS5 and a PS4, it makes more sense to play it on the PS5. 100%. Yeah. That's... Yeah. I mean, what I, I, don't know, yeah, I don't know what else to say about it. It's a shame because I think, you know, positioning, it's it's not a launch title. 
I mean, it was kind right. of positioned that way, sort of ish. Yeah, it almost feels like on purpose, right? Like it almost feels like it came out right at the end of the last generation, just as way of kind of slipping in there. Yeah, yeah. You you get something like you know, The Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima that come out at the end of a console's lifespan and and just really send it out in the best possible way. And then you get Watch Dogs Legion, which is like, it's fine. But it's Yeah. It's it's not showing it's it's not it's not showing the full potential of the PS five. It's not showing really the full potential of the PS four. It's not Right, because it was a subpar experience on the PS four and it it's not a really standout title on the PS five. So it's just sort of weird purgatory that it's in at I don't feel compelled to play it when there's other stuff to play now. Right. You know, it's it's going to be a tough one to... I guess if you haven't played it yet, I mean, we, we got into it early, maybe maybe it's worth starting new with it here. Sure. Yeah. But... When it goes on sale, know. inevitably in a couple months, Yeah, give it a shot. Yeah. So one of the other things that I did, because I felt we had to, was I installed the PS5 version of No Man's Sky. Yeah. And I I really wanted to try playing it uh, just to see how fast it loaded because that mm-hmm. initial loading screen is, is kind of long. It is, yeah. And, you know, see like the fidelity of the, and they, the updates they added to it. A huge fan of Hello Games here, you know, just to see how improved it was at a glance. And... Uh, I did that. I had to go through the annoying sort of process of installing the PS4 game first, and then I could select the, you know, view the product in the store and then download the PS5 version and then uninstall the PS4 version. So it was a little bit of a a pain. Very strange. But uh, once I had, and notably, and this was the case for Valhalla as well, was that the PS5 version is smaller than the PS4 version. That seems crazy. It's not at all. It's not because games that run on a hard disk have to be built in such a way with duplication of assets. So, you know, uh, models and textures that get used frequently and even audio files have to be in the game files multiple times to reduce scan times uh, as it's reading files. Fair enough. Yeah, okay. So when loading from an SSD, you know, with the speeds that they're capable of, there's practically zero seek time so that you only need, you don't need to duplicate assets anymore. So... Even with 4K textures and everything else, things are still smaller. This just made me realize PS4 ran off of traditional hard drives, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, yeah. It was I mean, only you, the... you could upgrade, I guess, and you can add a external SSD if you wanted to. You could, yeah. I think you could even, with the PS4, you could switch out its hard drive with your own, what's the standard, uh, SATA, your SATA. Own SATA drive. Yeah. So I guess if... Do they make SSDs that connect through SATA, or I don't know. I, I don't know either, but okay, yeah, that just clicked in my head. Why? Okay, yeah. yeah more. I mean, you think about it, it was only the previous generation where the hard drive was even standard. That's true. Yeah. Right. Oh, and the the Xbox 360 didn't even they had a version that didn't have a hard drive. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that was ridiculous. You know, like so it's it feels like it's now. Granted, that was what twelve, fifteen years ago or something. Yeah, but, probably. In any case, uh, No Man's Sky, 
you know, I booted up. It was that initial. I had to create a new uh, game and everything. So that initial generating everything, I think, still took a little bit of time, but definitely less than what it did before. Mm -hmm. And uh, it looked great. I think they even updated it a little bit. I don't remember the quests that you got at the start to actually go find sodium to refill your uh, environmental protection suit. Mm -hmm. I know that you needed to do it or you would die, but um, I this time I sp explicitly got, like as you were repairing your scanner and all that quest that got you to, okay, go chop up rocks, go, once you, you fix your scanner, then it was like, okay, now scan, now go find sodium and... Oh, interesting. Environmental suit. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's you still start off at like a third of your environmental beater. Right. So it's crazy. Still no luck to fix that, but but it looks great. Um, this is one that you know it's gonna just stay on my system, and I will play it every now and then. Yeah. And um, yeah, worth trying out. It is a good game for that, just to pick up and fly around and explore a little bit. Right. And with a faster load time, it's even less of a hurdle to, <sighs> to get into that. Just I want to screw around in space for an hour here. So Yeah. But other than that, I also, my favorite game that I already mentioned from last gen was Ghost of Tsushima. And I installed that just because I wanted to see. I had also been running it off of the PS4 Slim, so I didn't get to see it with its, you know, I, everyone talks about how beautiful the game is, and I thought, like, it does. It look it's great stylistically, but technically it wasn't necessarily all that impressive on a base PS4. Mm -hmm. Uh I I only got through just like that first uh, battle. Actually I didn't even make it through because I turned on the new uh lethal difficulty. It's not new now, but uh post launch edition yeah. of lethal mode where it just it takes one or two sword strikes tops to kill any enemies in, and also you. So uh, I died several times, but it looks amazing. This could easily trick me. It was already loaded fast enough on the PS4. Mm -hmm. This one here could have fooled me as just being a PS5 game. Wow. Uh, again, I'll have to wait and see if that holds up uh, as I play it more. But I would say it's not that big of a stretch to say it looks more like a PS5 title than... Assassin's Creed Valhalla does. Does it's not surprising. Yeah. Is this a game that you think you will I mean you finished it, you went platinum, you're a superstar. Do you think you'll play it through fully again? Oh, absolutely, without a doubt. Yeah. Yeah. I had actually started a the new game plus where you just retain all of your equipment and moves that you learned and immediately just said, No, 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 I just canceled out of this and started a brand new game because so fresh. Yeah, part of the whole fun is collecting all that stuff. And yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to play through this at least one more time. So, Well, now's the time. I think I actually have to buy it. Did you not buy this game? I did not buy it, no. We talked about this game like every day before it came out. Yes, I know. And I'm every so- Every video they released, we just like drooled over. I know. And I'm I'm still very excited, but now I think I'm- I. Yeah, I won it on the PS5. Well, that does it for us this episode. But join us again <laughs> next time when we'll be discussing Ghost of Tsushima. Apparently. Because we... Kyle's going to play it. <laughs> all right. There's so much pressure now. I, yeah. you know, I, All right. I'll play it. 
<laughs> you have to. It's an amazing game. And no. I don't care. The next episode, I'll just sit here quietly listening <laughs> and let you talk about it because I've already beaten it. But, like, you uh, have to play this game. I No, I will. I I I think it's going to be – it's just – you know, it was one of those things where I knew if I bought it at the time that it came out, I would not play it. So it has to be the right time, the right situation, which is PS5. I'm just throwing money all over the place for PS5. Yeah. Let's just keep it going. Get more if stuff. You're just throwing money around, you need to throw some at what studio is that? Sucker Punch. Sucker Punch. You need to throw some at Sucker Punch. And I uh, am planning on trying. I just figured it out. Kyle, they have the PS Plus collection. We could even try some of those. Oh, there you go. Oh, but you're not a PS Plus member yet. But I will be a PS Plus member. (sighs) There's so many things I need to do like right now to give more money to Sony-related products. They are making it easier than ever. Well, once you actually have a system in your hands, it's right. so easy to give them money. That's that's the more difficult part, is getting the yeah. system. Once you do, just give them everything you have. Yeah. There's so much great content here. So we have to get to it. We do. We're, we're going to. Um, I'm actually a little bit bitter that we had to record tonight that I didn't get to play anymore tonight. But uh, it's a sacrifice we make for you, the listener, who in all likelihood, you don't have your own PlayStation yet. So... But I mean, it's it's still early. You can still play. I'm so tired. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna spend about another hour or so with Spider Man. Jump, jumping back to Spider Man. I'll see what I can do. You should do it because it's I'll great, try. everybody. It's great. Anyway, that does it for us this episode. But join us again next time where we're going to continue discussing the PlayStation Five. Anything that we haven't played yet. Things that we. Uh, need to get into deeper we're just going to keep going and uh, just keep yammering about it and hopefully some of you at least will have gotten a chance to pick up one of these since then but don't you dare pick it up from one of those damn dirty scalpers oh those dirty rotten scoundrels once again this has been words about games thank you so much for listening bye for now bye for now